Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carla Hayes, and I'm from McMurray, Pennsylvania. And you have joined us for prose and poetry reading. And I'm going to say what um, a, a good flight attendant will tell you. If, um, if this is not where you want to be, this is the time to get off the plane. But please don't get off the plane because we're going to fly high tonight with some wonderful prose and wonderful poetry. I want to start this evening by, by thanking Holly Turry, who is our very able host. Host and um, also Cindy um, really helped to get this thing on the road too. And um, so I just want to thank all these people that are behind the lines that are really making these things possible. And as I always do in these events, um, I like to start with a little quote to get us in the mood for the evening. This year, I've chosen one of my favorite authors. I love Shel Silverstein. I don't know about you folks, but she has this poem called um, Orchestra. O-U-R-C-H-E-S-T-R-A, you know, instead of orchestra. And with all the inflation and doing without that we've been doing, I thought this would be apt, but it's also sort of what writers do. So the poem is Orchestra by Shel Silverstein. So you haven't got a drum, just beat your belly. So I haven't got a horn, I'll play my nose. So we haven't any cymbals. We'll just slap our hands together, and though there may be orchestras that sound a little better with their fancy, shiny instruments that most that that cost an awful lot, hey, we're making music twice as good by playing what we've got. <laughs> so, with that note, um, <laughs> we're gonna give it all we got tonight. And um, so far, we have um, three people that say that they want to read. So we'll start there. Um, let's start this time with Anne Harrison. And she comes from Rochelle, Georgia. And so you may unmute. And if you could introduce yourself and your work, and then you can read. Okay, my name is Ann Harrison, and as Carla said, I am from Georgia, Rochelle, Georgia. I am an author, I am a podcast host, and I am in training to become an editor and also do some professional writing. But tonight I'm going to read a poem called Writing into the Void. And before I do, I have a question that I want you to think about as I read this, and I want to challenge you to write your own interpretation. So have you ever thought about writing into the void or have you ever felt like you've written into the void? So let's get started with today's poem. It's called Writing into the Void. I have an idea I think is very good. I open up the gate to face the endless void. With no idea where I go from here, do I have a story to share? Is it too late to turn back now? Should I start my story over or muddle through somehow? If the story doesn't work, flow, when I follow my heart, I throw it all away 
to make a brand new start. I let my characters guide me along their hero's journey. When I reach the end, I can never go back again. My world has changed and I'll never be the same. When I write the story, God lays upon my heart. Instead of writing into the void, my story has a brand has a destination and a point at which to start. Instead of hitting a brick wall, as I often do, ask God to take your hand and let your characters guide you. As you write your story, your characters will grow and change. They'll take your story to the next level and bring you home again. Don't write into the void when you think your idea is good. Take a step back and let the story unfold. Travel down the road you've never taken before. Let God be in control and open his special door to a story that matters more than you'll ever know. Step onto the pathway as you walk through the gate. Open your heart for there's, a, for there's where your story awaits. Thank you. Nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. And I, I don't, um, it, it reminds me of what uh, a lot of writers go through. I go through it and I know all of us do as writers at one time. You feel like you're writing into a void. Maybe um, you're writing from a void. You can't think of anything. It's called writer's block. But sometimes you write to fill a void too. There's something out there that needs said. And until it's said, there is a void. The next person that checked in with me was um, Marilyn Smith from Louisville. I will read something a little lighthearted to try to kind of uh, rekindle the, the mood. Uh, I read, I am a founding member of Behind Our Eyes and have served as president and editor and all kinds of things for all kinds of projects we've done there. I'm going to read a poem that I read for the National Braille Press, April. Uh, reading night, reading circle, and I call it, I just read, I write, I love to write rhyming poetry for fun, a joyful jubilee. Joy is the fragrance by Dior that makes us smell good. Almond Joy by Mars is one of my favorite foods. Tidings of comfort and joy come to us each year on our faces, in cards, it's everywhere. The Joy to the World Carol was written by George Friedrich Handel. We, I, once I found joy in raised letters on a little candle. I didn't want to melt it, so I didn't buy it. There's joy for washing dishes, and of course I've tried it. Some well-known blind folks put joy in their names, too. Joy Bubbles, the friendly phone freak, is someone many of us knew. 
early work from Ed Walker in Washington, D.C. radio. He was one of the Joy Boys, a comedy duo. Joyland was a Kansas park for 55 years. Then Stephen King put it in North Carolina, full of tears and cheers and fears. That little bundle of joy just can't come too soon. Old rockers sing a different joy to the world, that old Three Dog Night tune. Joy Behar on TV is the matriarch of that show. Ode to Joy, I know, yeah, Ode to Joy from Beethoven's Ninth is a melody we know. The Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan would fit into this rhyme. I'll never run out of joy, but I could run out of time. Thank you. Very nice. That was good. Does anybody have any? You know, I, I wanted to, to bring up something interesting. Many of you may not even know this, but did you know that um, Joy to the World was originally not written as a Christmas song, although we associate it with it. It's If you um, listen to the words, it's more about the second coming of Christ than um you know, when he came as a child, and yet we sing it as a, a Christmas song. In fact, we just sang it in church a couple of um, weeks ago. <laughs> and um, so I just thought that, um, but I thought that was very good. That was very good. Um, little Joy, um, very popular um, girl's name too. Okay, so let's see um, who else we have um, the next person I have logged and then I don't have anybody. So this is when I'll need your help, but I was taking them in the order in which I got them. I have um, um, Deborah Armstrong, who's from uh, Miletus, California. Milpitas. Milit yeah. uh, what is it? Mila Milpitas. It's Milpitas. In the heart of Silicon Valley. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I have three playful, very short poems. The first one is only three lines. The coach exhorts students to exercise more while he parks closest to the gym. <laughs> now, this one is called Ode to Rupert. I knew a young poet with a capital P. His thesaurus wrote many love songs for me. He played guitar chords, but he knew only three, so I couldn't carry his tune. He took me to the rose garden to sit beside a brook. He read me ancient sonnets from a semen-stained book. He kissed me chastely in a secluded leafy nook, but still I remained immune. He bought me stuffed bears. He brought me gaudy vases. He wanted home runs, but he couldn't load the bases. The flowers expired and I ran out of places. That summer romance ended in June. All right, and I have a third poem for you and that'll be the end of my reading. It's called, I am my butt. <laughs> I am my butt growing the size of this job. Stats for the state, papers which wait inside endless miles of trivial files. I am my butt planted before the database. For you, I might lie. It's time to justify. Spent serving Excel, not serving you well. I am my butt rooted in many seats. 
but goes to a meeting, its purpose is so fleeting. They talk of improving, but nobody's moving. I am my butt cranking out those emails, always typing. They frown on talk and physical paths I never will walk. Numerically productive is for them too seductive. Thank you very much. I'm back on mute. Thank you. Oh, that was good. I like the alliteration, you know, the stats and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that, was, that was really good. Anybody else have any comments before we move on? And, and we have two hands raised. Yeah. Okay. You also had um, Abby Taylor. Yeah, I've yes, got her right me, here. Yes, yeah, I, I, have, okay. I have Abby Taylor, and then I'm going to, you know, have to defer to our hosts because that's the last name that I wrote. But, um, okay, um, so let's then move on. Um, I, I was thinking somebody might have a, a comment. Um, I, I know Deborah Armstrong pretty well, and, you know, um, she's into computers and, and you, you know, it's funny how people, what they do um, comes into the poetry or into their writing. I know it, it finds its way into mine as well. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we'll move on to Abby Taylor and she comes from Sheridan, Wyoming. That's one state I've never been to. And I'll tell you what, I'd like to go to all the states before I, you know, that's, that's on my bucket list. And, in fact, Nebraska is one of them. So I hope I make it there next week. So anyhow, well, let's see what okay. happens. Well, Carla, uh, if you do come to Wyoming right now, you don't want to go to Yellowstone Park. There's been a lot no. of flooding over there. And I, I don't know how much of it is actually open right now. So hope you weren't planning to go over there. No, no. Someday, though. Someday. I'd someday. Like to okay. All right. Well, anyway... Um, uh, you said to introduce ourselves a little bit, so I'll just tell you briefly. I'm the author of three novels, two poetry collections, and a memoir. And I've had work published in Magnus and Ladders, which is our Behind Our Eyes online publication. I've also had some poems published in the Weekly Avocet, which is a nature poetry journal, and other publications. And as Carla said, I live in Sheridan, Wyoming. So I'm going to read a poem this evening called To Summer Smoke. When I think of you, I cringe with fear. Rarely are you a delight to be enjoyed on a cool evening while toasting hot dogs or marshmallows or singing songs and telling stories. More frightening than the ghosts spoken of around campfires, in some places you're all around with flames bringing death and destruction. I can only hope you'll never darken my door. Thank you. Oh, that wow. is great. That is great. Yes, it is. Um, that was really good. I live in Washington State. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Another state I haven't been to. <laughs> when, that's we great. have Jeanette Kutash. I used to love to write when I was a child, but I discovered I wasn't very good at it. And the only time I could write <clears throat> was when I got like a really, really awesome thought in my head, but I couldn't write on demand and I couldn't write just because I wanted to. And once I understood that, I decided that when the mood strikes, I will write. And this is my 
oh, I don't know, second or third convention. I've only been to one in-person convention. But it's been a real learning experience for me. And so I wrote something today in my free time, and I call it, It's Electric. It's Electric. Convention has started, and the crackle is in the air. Note the static cling as I try to get my hair just right. The excitement coupled with the possibility of succeeding or failing. The butterflies in my stomach that live there have taken root until I start. And then, like magic, it all comes together because... Now that it has all begun, I am at peace and all is right with my world. And that is it. And that wow. is nice. That is nice. Yes, it is. It really is. And, and where are you from, Jeanette? I am from Quincy, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. How do you spell Quincy? Q U I N. C-Y. C-Y. And um, that was that was very good. Um, um, you know, it, it really set a mood, um, you know, that um, what inspired you to most most to write that poem? Um, <clears throat> the fact that I was um, it, in the past couple of weeks, I have been encouraged to learn some huge new skills and had some opportunities in my life that have been very meaningful. And that just gave me the impetus to try to put it into some kind of expression. But I don't like expression that's like... Yes. Um, like, like I want it to be right, but I don't want it to be sicky sweet. And I don't want it to be like life is wonderful because mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good. That was really good. Okay. Um, who do we have next? Okay. Lisa Bush. And I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Not too far from me. Right. Okay, so what are you going to read this time? I'm actually going to read prose. Um, I often read poetry, but today I'm not going to do that. I'm going to read a chapter from a um, creative nonfiction memoir that I'm writing. So um, this is when I was very young. So it's called Captured Smile, 1957. Guess what, Lisa, Mummy says, sliding a taffeta dress over my head. It makes a wonderful swishing noise. Today is your birthday, and you are three years old. Mummy's voice sounds like the music on my Let's Make Believe record, when the man sings about being a dancer in a big show, tapping your heels and toes, and the band plays, and not even a twig could sit still. She takes my hand. You are one, two, three. She squeezes each finger. I am one, two, three, I repeat. Good girl. Mommy begins to brush my long curls, which touch my shoulders. The brush rushes through my hair. You can eat breakfast in a little while, she adds, 
We wouldn't want to spill anything on this beautiful dress. I walked beside mommy out of her bedroom, through the hall, and into the long kitchen. The dress whispers again. This is a new sound. What is it like? Maybe daddy scratching his whiskers? No. Maybe our dog Rusty digging in the grass? No. It's telling secrets. So it's like the wind picking up a leaf and laying it down again somewhere else. Where are we going? I ask, thinking maybe we would have to be flying to Wonderland or visiting Tinkerbell. But mommy says, just to the living room, honey. You're getting your picture taken today. What does that mean? When we walk into the living room, I hear a stranger. Such a beautiful little girl, he says. Too bad she won't be able to see the picture. But why don't you set her on that bench? That's where the best light is. I wrinkle my eyes and nose. He sounds the way the butter feels if it's left out of the refrigerator. Like my Uncle Pook, who teases, I'm going to steal you and take you to my house. I shiver as Mummy presses my shoulders so that my body falls onto a wooden seat. You aren't cold, are you, honey? Mummy asks. No, I say. The man walks over and puts his soft fingers on either side of my chin. Turn your head this way, he says, moving my face to the heat of the sun coming through the window. That's better. He taps his tongue on the roof of his mouth. I squirm away, jumping off the bench, forgetting the man when the dress speaks. Gallop, it says. So I pretend to be a horse dressed for a ball. All the animals are there, even little mice, and I have to be careful not to step on them. What are you doing? Mummy interrupts and pulls me by the hand backward to the bench again. Sit. She sounds like I'm rusty. He likes me to pet him right under his chin, which is very soft. Where's Rusty? I ask. Nobody answers. She's so cute, the smooth voice says. I bend backward on the bench and tap my head on the wall. My legs are straight out. I sit up and lay back, trying to decide whether to be sleeping beauty while she's sleeping or when she wakes up. I don't know what's gotten into her, Mommy says. She usually doesn't behave like this. Sit up. Mommy's voice is getting hotter, like the cocoa on Sunday mornings when it burns my tongue. We have to hurry and get this done. It's almost time for baby Kim's bottle, and I have to make cookies for Robert's friends before he gets home from school. I sit and hear that rustling again. Jump, it says. So I hop up and down, up and down, my pretty buckle shoes clapping for me on the floor. You've got a wild one here, the man laughs as I twirl, still jumping. Without warning, Mummy's fingers grip my shoulders hard. Stop that, she hisses. You sit down on this bench and you stay there or you will get a licking on your birthday. The man laughs again. But I don't understand. Why do they want me to be a hard plastic doll? Now smile, the man says. Then I will take your picture. I know what smiling is, curling your top lip up and showing teeth when you feel good. I smile when daddy swings me on the swing at the Unks reunion. The wind and sun keep disappearing and coming back as I soar. More, I shout to daddy. 
higher. And he pushes me with all his might. I smile when we roller skate at Lake Mont Park, too. Daddy takes my hand in his rough ones, holding them tight, and like magic glides our feet across the floor. And there's all this music, and everyone skates click clack. And Mommy's laughter ends with her special happy, oh. What's her name? The man asks. Lisa. Mommy bites the name like it's sour orange juice. It doesn't sound like the name Lisa I heard yesterday on Romper Room when Miss Patty said, good morning, Lisa. I hope you're enjoying your breakfast. At that very time, I was eating soggy Cheerios with milk and liking it very much. It was amazing that Miss Patty could see me through the TV. But now I want my lips not to smile, but to stay in place. Come on, Lisa, give me a little smile, the man says. You want to look pretty, don't you? Where are you ticklish? Maybe I could tickle you and then you'd smile. I put both hands on my bare neck and fold my lip upward just a teeny tiny bit, like the teeny tiny woman who lived in the teeny tiny house who got a teeny tiny bit scared. If I smiled, what would happen? Good, says the man, but put your hands back on your lap. Slowly, I bring my hands down and fold them together. Now say cheese. Maybe if I say cheese, that man will go away. Click. What a great snapshot that will be, he says. She looked like she was praying. Yes, Mommy answers. I can't wait to show Betty L and both grandmas a wonderful treasure to keep. Thank you. Can mommy really want me stuck forever, not moving, almost fast asleep? That's it. Thank you. Oh, that was good. And, you know, you really did a great job of catching the voice of that little child, you know, that little girl. And that was just that was just great. You know, sometimes when we write and we're writing from the the, the um, viewpoint of a child, um, sometimes we forget and some of our adultness comes in. And <laughs> but you you really captured it. I thought that was really great. That was really great. Does anybody else want to read? Nancy Pendergraph. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm not here to read. And so whenever you think it's appropriate, all I wanted was to have a chance to um, give a preview of the up and coming things that we're going to have. But for my own self, I just want to say, what a joy it is to, it's like old home week here. And, and many of you who have read, Lisa, it's been a long time, but you were on the showcase and Carla's going to be tomorrow night. And so is Abby and um, uh, let's see, from Louisville, uh, Maryland. Yeah, uh, was on it last year. And so anyway, it's, it's very enjoyable to be uh, listening to y'all and and Herb is going to be tomorrow night and so anyway but when when you uh, I don't want to interrupt the flow of the reading just just let me know when it's appropriate and I will give you a little preview of of um, of of our up and coming 
workshops and stuff to do. Well, you can do it now since you're on, you know, All right, roughly then. halfway through. That would be so. less disruptive, won't it? <laughs> Which was not my goal. But anyway, tomorrow, tomorrow um, Jason and I are going to do a program that's a nod to, you know, our late friend, Lynn Heddle, um, called You Gotta Have Heart. And we just explore facets of heart playing. That's at one, um, from from one to two fifteen tomorrow. And there's the showcase. Hope you will join us for that. And that's from seven to nine. And then we have the afterwards party. So check your schedule about that exact time because I don't have it memorized but i am supposed to be there so i guess i'll better find out and um on saturday and geppetto will be leading some a couple of workshops one with um artists that were not perhaps as mainstream in our group as some others you know um some i don't know a potter and a multimedia artist and several others on the panel. So check that out. And then, um, and after that, probably something that most of us could <clears throat> learn something from is the editing, um, effortless editing. I think she likes alliteration too. Um, and effortless editing, and it's geared towards uh, the internet and uh, posting on. Facebook and texting and such like. So check that out. And, um, oh, we have on Saturday morning from 11 to 12.15, we have our annual business meeting. And we invite you to join Friends and Art. It's $15 regularly, or if you're a student, $10. And I'll be looking forward to seeing you some more in each of these events all right well thank you for giving us um, the sneak peek folks and it was already a great workshop today about music and ai that was fascinating so fia is a great organization okay so um it's sort of that was sort of like halftime you know how sometimes we we pause and we'll have well, a band didn't come out and play. Of course, we had our orchestra at the beginning. But anyhow, um, is, do we have anybody else that wants? We have to one more, Debbie Green. Okay. Yes. Hi there. I I would like to read a poem. Is that okay? Sure. 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 And where are you from, okay. Debbie? I'm from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Okay. And this is called my favorite age. What was your favorite age of mine? My little girl asked one day. I looked into her big blue eyes and thought what I should say. I loved it when you were tiny and I could hold you in my arms. And when you were a toddler, you thrilled me with the, your charms. When, when you went to school, I loved to help you learn, to, to see those many, to, to, 
Answer those many questions as your thoughts would churn. Those days of nails and curling irons and all those calls from boys were just as good or better as I shared your hurts and joys. The challenge of these teenage years, deciding what to do as you learn to know just who you are and what God has planned for you. I love you in so many ways. It's really hard to say. I think the age I like the best is the age you are today. Oh, that is wonderful. And a lot of people gripe when they have a birthday. They say, oh, I'm getting old. I don't celebrate <laughs> birthdays. I always tell people, your birthday is your personal holiday. Embrace right. it. You had another yes. lap around the, the sun. You know what I mean? Like I wrote That's a poem right. about taking a lap around the sun. That's good. Uh, but it's so funny. Kids will say, oh, I'm six and a half. I'm seven and a half. And yeah. like, Someday, honey, those halves are going to go away. And one of my kids came back and said, Miss Hayes, you're right. The halves went away. But you know what? When you get really old, the halves come back. Oh, she's 96 <laughs> and a half. Sort of funny, isn't it? <laughs> That's but, funny. Um, Oh, do we have any other readers? I usually don't read. Um, you know, I, I I let everybody else read first and only read if there's time. So, but, um, you know, I'm welcoming anybody. Is there anybody else that wants to read? Now, Meryl Schechter had her hand up and then it went down. Do you still want to do anything, Meryl? Oh, okay. Zoom is, I mean, webinar is acting crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I just want to say I'm not going to read, but I, I wasn't going to read, but I just want to comment that a lot of these poems are so vivid. You feel like you're living through the experience and everyone is so talented here. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Well, that's what writing is about. We, yeah. you know, those of us that write, we really try to do that, um, you know, right. to, um, I, I did write, I, I, re, I don't remember it now, but I wrote like a haiku when I was, you know, younger. I used to love that, you know. And maybe I you might, can find it and bring it sometime. Yeah, that was when I was in fifth grade or something. But I could I could eventually write another one, you know. Sure. Probably, yeah. Thank sure. you, Carla. Thank well, thank you. Thank you, thank you for coming. Thank You're you welcome. for coming. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Well, dare I read, folks? Ann Harrison's hand is also up. I was just asked to unmute. This is Marilyn. It's not Anne. Uh, oh, okay. I have another poem that I'd like to tell you a little bit of story about. Oh, um, okay. And, and read it if I can. It's just a short one. Okay. Um, our our uh, writers group behind our eyes was asked last year to contribute poems to the magazine. It's a nature magazine, the Abbasad. Abby mentioned it earlier. And uh, we did, and it came out. Uh, November, I think, last year, and uh, we decided uh, to, with the blessing of the uh, man who uh, produces it, to do an audio recording of it. So we're in the process of doing that, and this fall, we're going to come out with, I think there are 23 authors featured on it, and we're going to each read our own work, or for those who might have trouble, they can get somebody else to read it and uh, have it available on our website. And, and that was just such a joy to have a chance to do a whole magazine uh, just from our work. 
My poem is, uh, I'll have a sound effect with it on the uh, recording, but I can't bring it tonight, but you'll get it at the end of it. It's called Tall Travelers. This is an acrostic poem by Marilyn Brandt Smith. With magnetic field and inner ear guidance, heading toward the Texas coast is our autumnal destiny. Our unusual height, often more than five feet, perpetuates our claim, tallest birds in North America. In September, we leave Northwest Canada. Canada. Nearly two months later, we reach our Texas refuge. Groups of wildlife enthusiasts help protect us. Cross-country altitudes are between 1,500 and 1,800 meters. Range average between groups is about 500 meters. A glorious sight for watchers on the ground. Numerous uh, numbers flying together include one to two small family groups of three to eight birds. Each bird is bright white with black wing tips visible only during flight. Sounds we make distinguish us and give us our name, whooping cranes. And on the recording, I'm going to have the sound of the whooping crane. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, I've never heard them. I heard they were on a, one of these bird um, discs that you could get to learn birds. <laughs> and you're bringing back some real memories. Um, you know, I mean, it, it was good. That's okay. Good. We have um, Annie Davis. Oh, uh, sorry. This is Anne. I was asked. Oh, go ahead, Ann Harrison. I yeah, forgot. I was just going to. No, that's fine. I wasn't going to read again. I was just going to share something about the poem that I read. Um, Carla, honestly, talking about writing in the void, I started a what I thought was going to be a book. And I got the first chapter done. And it was a, the, the, the feeling in my spirit or however you want to put it, felt like I was standing at the door with socks on about to walk out into 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 nothing not knowing where i was going not and, and that's where i got the the idea for writing into the void oh that's that's you know i wondered where you got the idea for that but um yeah i think sometimes we all write into or out of a void it's sort of interesting mm-hmm. yeah and i've i've written i uh, wrote a tried to write a story and then i, I ended up throwing it out because i didn't like it it was going nowhere fast. Well, sometimes <laughs> what I like to do with those things, rather than throw them out, I, I put them in a, a drawer on a back burner, and sometimes they become part of something else. Well, well, I didn't think about that at the time, but well, yeah, it was going nowhere. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Is there anybody else that wants to read? Annie Davis. Um, the poem that I'm going to read is actually my mom's favorite poem that I've written, and Several years ago, I took a poetry class, and everybody was given a fruit or a vegetable, uh, and to write about its significance, describe you know how it feels, how it looks, and whatever. So I was fortunate enough to have the peach, and peaches are very well in season right now, and I thought this would be perfect. And as I grew up in the '90s, I make reference to a song that was popular. 
back when I was in the third grade. Some of you may remember it, some of you may not. It's uh, by the President of the United States. It's The name of the group is the Presidents of the United States. Uh, don't ask. Uh, it's a crazy song. It's called Peaches. It was popular in 1996. Just so you understand the reference. Okay. Anyway, so uh, here's this peachy goodness. Howdy, partners. It is I, the pretty peach, pristine and perfectly polished, fresh from Georgia. So you say I am soft and smooth as a sweet baby's head? How profoundly perceptive. Perhaps you perceive me as more precious than a plum, possibly purer than a pear? Isn't that just peachy, you proclaim? What a pear we are! So you say there is a song, pretty popular in 1996, performed by the Presidents of the United States of America? How preposterous! Moving to the country, gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I find that a fairly flattering phrase. But I do not come from a can like those that were put there by a man in a factory downtown, quoting the song lyrics. For shame! My purpose is to provide pleasure for your palate, pureness to your pie, and deliciousness to other decadent desserts in which you desire to indulge. This I could not do if I came from a can, as a canned peach can't compare to me. I am the peach, the brightest and most beautiful of the bunch. On this you can bet your banana. So I am flattered that you've chosen me to fulfill your fruitful fix. And now we must part, and until we meet again... May your life be perfectly peachy. Oh, I love that. I love the alliteration with the peas and everything. You know, the peas and the peaches and the can, the plays on words with pear and can. (laughs) Oh, that was great. And I know why it's your mother's favorite poem. That was good. Okay, maybe I will read then. Um, I'm... I don't know, maybe this is too serious. Um, A few months ago, uh, it was, well, uh, two months ago to be exact, April 16th. I don't know if any of you participated in the concert for Ukraine, Um, but that was a, a, you know, they had an international concert for Ukraine on internet radio and ACB. uh, it, It went for like 11 hours and it was on ACB radio and several radio stations well, and you could, you could, it was the blind uniting for Ukraine. And um, I, I submitted a work. What I did was I took this poem that I'm going to read to you and I superimposed it on top of the Ukraine national anthem. Now, this time I didn't include the anthem um, because um, I just wanted, you know, I don't know if, if you ever get a chance, listen to the Ukraine national anthem. It's a very haunting melody. And I could have done it with the music behind it, but I was inspired by hearing the anthem and really touched by what's going on. And so I wrote this poem. It's a little sad and forlorn, a little long, but hopefully you'll appreciate it. It's simply called Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, sing her anthem's sweet refrain. Ukraine, Ukraine, let it soothe away the pain. Ukraine, Ukraine, let each note and beat sustain. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. 
in hospital with sick inside, bombs strike them dead within their beds. Women tortured, raped, and tied, bullets embedded in their heads. Children in a building hide, building bombed, all are dead. Children watch their parents die. Why this war? Please tell me why. Ukraine, Ukraine, hear her haunting anthem strain. Ukraine, Ukraine, wipe away blood's stench and stain. Ukraine, Ukraine, each chord penetrates the pain. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Mariupol's in her grave, of her daily life bereft. Is there someone left to save? All is flattened, nothing left. Many lives for her they gave, countless lives exchanged for death. Her smoke rises to the sky. Why this war? Please tell me why. Ukraine, Ukraine, play her plaintive anthem plain. Ukraine, Ukraine, banish all the bombs in vain. Ukraine, Ukraine, and not a single note restrain. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Thousands cross her borders flee, orphans of this broken land. They have no home, no family. Each day their number will expand. All they want is to be free. Will someone take them by the hand? We see them struggle, hear them cry. Why this war? Please tell me why. Ukraine, Ukraine, let your song so strong remain. Ukraine, Ukraine, help your citizens regain. Ukraine, Ukraine, a life so simple, free and sane. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Unite, ye soldiers, take a stand, drive these tyrants from your town, fight with fight for freedom, save your land, stand your ground, and don't back down. Fight with fury, hand in hand, till peace and victory resound. Ye soldiers, suffer, fight, and die. Why this war? Please tell me why. Ukraine, Ukraine, play her sacred song again. Ukraine, Ukraine, to vindicate those who were slain. Ukraine, Ukraine, her melody just cannot wane. Ukraine, Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine. Councils in their chambers meet to strategize and find a way to stop the slaughter in the streets, to punish Putin, make him pay. But fearing nuclear defeat, they back off and shy away. Still sirens wail and missiles fly. Why this war? Please tell me why. Ukraine, Ukraine, let your anthem long proclaim. Ukraine, Ukraine, your sovereign nation's noble name. Ukraine, Ukraine, this battle will not be in vain. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Awaken world, why do we stall? Why these atrocities increase? 
Why don't we heed the clarion call to make the senseless bloodshed cease? We can't permit Ukraine to fall. We must unite and fight for peace. Why can't we all just unify to stop this war? Please tell me why. Ukraine, Ukraine, let her noble notes remain. Ukraine, Ukraine, let freedom, peace, and justice reign. Ukraine, Ukraine. Someday Ukraine will rise again. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. That was something. Did you like it? Yes. It takes a lot out of me every time I do it. But I just, you know, if you ever get a chance, listen to that national anthem, because it's the most haunting um, and the most mournful melody. And what happened was I was at a symphony orchestra performance. And right before it started, the conductor asked us all to stand and he played, they played the national anthem. And then he said, please stay, remain standing for our friends in Ukraine. And he played that anthem and it just, it just went right through me. And it just, I just started writing. And that's, I can, I can see that. Um, It's 35 after the hour, my dear. Yes, yes. So I'm going to end us on a very light note. We have 10 minutes, and I I don't like to end so heavy. So I'm going to share the last thing, just a very short little poem that I wrote with a little reminder that sometimes the best gift that you can give somebody is a piece of writing. And what this is, is our secretary at this little Christian school where I work retired last year after several years. And we have to share our school nurse with the local school district. I mean, this woman does it all, you know, she's in the office. And so I hope this poem will, it's a real short one. It, and I hope it'll, you know, sort of um, capture sort of the, the environment of our school, but it's called Just Ask Kathy. At Central Christian Academy, the office is bustling with activity. A visitor doesn't know where to go. Just ask Kathy. She will know. To the work in the office, there is never an end. A huge mailing must be prepared to send. Nobody has any time to do it. Just ask Kathy. She'll get right to it. A child has fallen and skinned his knee. It's bleeding. He's screaming as loud as can be. Quick, get a Band-Aid and rubbing alcohol. Just ask Kathy. She does it all. The office phone just won't stop ringing. There's a long line of parents, permission slips bringing. Who can get all this chaos to stop? Just ask Kathy. She's our office cop. The copier's broken and um, there goes that phone. If only Kathy could have a clone, the repairman called. He's lost in a vela. Just ask Kathy. She can help that fella. Someone has made a big mess in the gym. They look for the janitor and cannot find him. Nowhere in the building can he be found. Just ask Kathy. She'll track him down. And now... 
how fast this nine weeks went. Report cards are printed and have to be sent. A teacher discovers a misprinted grade. Just ask Kathy, she'll come to your aid. Though you're leaving us, dear Kathy, don't go far away. Please come back for a visit and brighten our day. Just one more thing we will ask you to do. Enjoy your retirement. We love you. So that's, that was for Kathy. And that was just a way of ending on a light note and okay. saying that, you know, life is a poem, folks. If you, you know, um, if, if you ever wonder, sometimes the best gift you can give somebody is the gift of words. So anyhow, thank you all for coming. And thank you for a, a very memorable evening. I've always said this is one of my favorite events. Does anybody have any parting comments before we go? Um, okay. Oh, you're, I love that. Um, the uh, poem for Kathy. I, I can just picture her. And I was sitting here just laughing my head off. And the Ukraine poem that I was just amazed <clears throat> when I heard it as part of the concert and I'm still amazed. I mean, it was just so, oh, I, I can't even find a good word to describe it. Just, it, it was amazing. Well, thank um, you. Thank and you. I thought, I felt all of y'all just did a one heck of a job of the poems about uh, the one, the prose piece about the three-year-old having her picture taken. I can just, imagine myself in that situation I would have been that kid wanting to jump around and uh all all of that and uh but I thought the whole show tonight was just great um I have no talent when it comes to writing I'm I don't know where I was when the talents were passed out but <laughs> but I I loved it Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm, I'm dashing around here. I've got a sick dog. He got sick in the middle of this. And this. Uh, well, anyhow, but thank you so much. And, and thanks for your, your comments. And, and thank you all for reading. Thank you. For I have one more hand up. Okay. Uh, Annie Davis. Oh, back again. Thank you again, Carla. Uh, your talent is just incredible. I really admire your um I, I admire the heck out of your writing i mean it just gets better every time i hear it and thank you so much for holding this space and allowing everyone to share their talents tonight it was just such a delight well thank you i enjoy doing this this is my favorite event i think in yes. the whole um convention it's it's more fun in person in some ways and in some ways it's a little different doing it from various places i guess they both have their good points what do you all think do you think it's better in person or do you like it this way sort of interesting well i guess we and i just want to thank holly for hosting for us tonight and i want to thank everybody um you know i i hope you've um i, I hope you all take away from this evening 
how important it is that, um, you know, just to keep on writing, folks. That's how I always end. I say, remember, life is a poem and keep on writing, folks. And there's There are poems inside of all of us that can be written. There are poems all around us. There are stories all around us. Just to open your ears and they will call out to you and they will call into that void and we can fill that void with words. <laughs> so I love that poem too. I loved all of your works, but thank you all so much. Have a, a wonderful, I wish you all a good trip, those of you that are going and those of you that are not, I hope you will enjoy things from your the convenience of your armchair. <laughs>